pet monster. He's bigger than big. When he fights battles, he always wins. Yeah. And he's your friend, too. He breaks his chains. Put him on you and break away, too. Yeah. With my pet monster, you're busting loose. Yeah. He's big. And scary. <laughs> and helps people, too. And he's your friend, too. My pet monster plays all day. Tough. Awesome. Looking great. And all your friends will want him for their friend, too. Monster has breakaway chains from Amtoy and American Greetings Company. In the mid-80s, kids were obsessed with the talking teddy with a tape deck in his back. That's right. But for those of us who had a desire for the spookier side of life, we found our sanctuary in a toy that was meant for us. This is the story of my pet monster. This is Toys for Us. <laughs> Monster. It's the most fun in the park. When you're laughing in the dark. That began the nightmare on my street. Weezy. It's just a game, isn't it? The Adams family. Tears from the Say he's tired of his flaming top. He's got a yen to make a swap. So he rides one night each year to find a head in the hollow here. Anything can happen on Halloween. I'll put a spell on you. Hello, boils and ghouls. Ooh, nice. Welcome back to the 13 Days of Halloween. Today is day two. I'm your host, Richard Hunt, and with me as always is my cousin and co-host, Brian Muth. Hey, everybody. Brian, today yep. we'll be talking about a toy that literally lives in your rafters. He does. He's the hero we deserve, but not the one we need right now. It's true. We're talking about My Pet Monster. My Pet Monster. Ready to free the beast and find out his history? You bet, and let's let him off the chain. Just gather around and I'll elucidate on what goes on outside when it gets late. We start our tale in 1986. Where we meet up with our pals at the American Greeting Card Company. Mm-hmm. And they were working on something that could serve the same purpose that pound puppies and uh, popples did for girls. Oh yeah, popples. Mm-hmm. A cuddly monster for boys to cuddle with, because you know... It was the 80s, and cuddling with Optimus Prime was not really much of an option. Yeah, he's got sharp edges. Yeah, you're going to wake up with, like, imprints on your face. Yeah. It's like, ow. I mean, well, well, cool to have the Autobot logo stamped on you, but... Yeah. Just really not that great to cuddle with. Uh, the doll had blue fur, horns, mm-hmm. and soft plastic molded fangs, nose, and eyes. But it's the bright orange plastic handcuffs that everyone remembers. Yep. The cuffs could fit on the monster or be worn by children. But don't worry, moms and dads. These were sadistic constraints. Yeah. <laughs> the main cuffs fixed with Velcro, so there was never any risk of young Johnny chaining his sister to the table leg. True. The chains also had a breakaway link in the middle, which created an awesome simulated chain break when you pulled the cuffs apart from one another. Which was awesome. You pretended to the Hulk. Oh, like, yeah. Argh. 
the ugly uh, looking doll and accessories made my pet monster the ultimate symbol of cool. And any kid that had one was begrudgingly admired by those who did not. Yeah. One of the doll's biggest selling points, besides its design, was its size. It was he was huge. huge. He's a big motherfucker. Yeah. That's a huge bitch. <laughs> uh, its head was way bigger than a child's, mm-hmm. and its soft, squidgy body was a comfortable size to cuddle up to at night. Mm-hmm. There were several designs available, too. There were the hand puppet dogs called Rodster and Gwonk and Rark, huh. whose mouths could be manipulated from the inside like a glove. They had little pouches on their tummies where you could slip your hand in uh, and move the mouth. There was also a purple variation monster called My Football Monster. Oh, yeah. With a different nose and teeth that came with an American football helmet and jersey because sports. Yeah, because America. Yeah. Uh, He also spawned a short-lived children's cartoon series that only ran for a single season. He's just having lots of fun in his own monster way. He loves to munch on garbage. He'll even eat the can. If this sounds gross, please understand. He's my best friend. My pet monster. My very, very bestest friend. My pet monster. A monster of a friend. The show followed a boy named Max who owned a stuffed monster toy that came to life when its cups were removed. This was often utilized as a plot tool to keep the secret of the monster's existence from others. Yep. Yes, they Toy story the hell out of this character. <laughs> before story, before <laughs> Toy Story was even a glint in John Lasseter's eyes. It's true. A direct-to-video film was released a year before the TV series that saw Max turn into the monster. I remember that. This story was reworked for the show, introducing a monster as a separate character, which I guess was a better idea. Yeah. Considering that it'd be weird to cuddle up to a little boy. Yeah. It'd be suit unless you're Michael Jackson. Or a priest. Ah, oh, clergy humor. Got him. More recently, a 22-inch talking My Pet monster was redesigned and re-released by Toy Max in 2001. Oh. Obviously capitalizing on the nostalgia of all those fathers that grew up with that blue ugly beast. Since the release of the Toy Max version of My Pet Monster in the early 2000s, a re-release of the cartoon series in 2008, nothing much has happened with the character until earlier this year. In May, Deadline reported that Hasbro, along with other properties such as the Power Rangers, had attained the rights to My Pet Monster. Aw, uh, yeah! Which means that more toys or even a pet monster movie still remains to be seen. I'd be okay with that. If they can make a movie based on fucking Battleship, they can make a decent flick based on My Pet Get Monster. Get fucking Taika Waititi to direct it. Dude, it'll have be so Howie good. Mandel come on as the voice. Yep. You know? Hell, have Dave Bautista be the fucking monster. Oh, hell yes. Dude. We just did it. Or, or, or just even do the mocap for it. I don't care. Yes. Danny fucking DeVito. Yeah! He's like, what? <laughs> Break my chains! My, my pet... 
DeVito? My pet is always sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, my God. My pet, Frank. Ah. Um, like many other toys from the 1980s, my pet monster has become a somewhat valuable collectible. If you want to reclaim your childhood and find a My Pet Monster on your own, eBay has plenty of options, but be warned that you're going to have to pay upwards of $80 for a used monster without his handcuffs. Really? Yeah. Damn. Even some of the Toy Max versions are going for as much. If you're in your market for the original version with handcuffs, good luck. They're rare and could cost you a few hundred dollars. Wow. Wish yeah. I had hung on to the handcuffs. <laughs> Hey, zing! What what is things the Adams family say? <laughs> it's funny because it's true, right? I I don't personally recall the My Pet Monster TV show. Yeah, um, because I you know it's a little bit older than me. Just a little bit, yeah. But I think that was probably uh, a quick take the money and run situation, as they probably knew they didn't have a long lasting franchise on their hands. Yeah, which is unfortunate. It really is, you know? Because I think it's got staying power, but I'm a, I'm a little biased considering I still have yeah. one. Yeah. Um, some of the premises of the show involved Max keeping monsters a secret from everyone. Which had shades of, like, Alf in my mind. Yeah. Or a little just, bit of, like, just uh, Calvin and Hobbes, even. Yeah. The only two that knew about the monster were Max's sister Jill and his friend Chucky. Which is pretty fucking funny. That is pretty fucking funny, Chucky. Yeah. A Chucky in a show about a talking doll. Yeah. Ha! Hmm. Max was voiced by uh, Canadian Sonny Benson Thrasher. That's a baller fucking name, Super dude. Super fucking badass name. He, provo- he provided voices for such things like Garbage Pail Kids, uh, Babar, and Care Bears. Oh, wow. Which, Babar... That's a whole nother bucket of nightmare fuel. Yes. Uh, Jill... Was voiced by fellow Canuck, Allison Court. Oh, for some odd reason, I thought you were going to say Cree Summers. Or no. Cree Summer. Allison Court. Yeah. Who also provided voices in Carrie Bears. Yeah. Garbage Pill Kids. Yep. Star Wars Ewoks. Oh, shit. Yes. Uh, she was also the uh, animated series voice for uh, Lydia in Beetlejuice. Oh, I should have known that. Yeah. To the Resident Evil and X-Men The Animated Adventures. Yep, she was uh, Jubilee. Mm Mm-hmm. Another main premise of the show was the adversary Mr. Hinkle, a neighbor who always thinks Max is up to something. So he was actually right the whole time. Well, yeah. Max possessed, like, uh, otherworldly fucking demons. It's true. Uh, There was also Beastier, who has kind of like Sully from the Monsters, Inc. vibe. Okay. Uh, he hated light and was always trying to bring back Monster to Monster Land. Wow, that sounds like me. <laughs> I hate light. Dude. I hate Come light. On, it's terrible. Shut it's just the like... fuck out of here. Let me alone. Let me alone. Those good old magic cuffs served even more purpose as they were able to uh, turn Beastier into a smaller version, even though he was still sentient. <laughs> it's just like, damn. Dude, that's, that'd have to be hell on earth. You know who, uh, who is not hell on earth? Is it Facty? It's Facty. Yeah. Pretty 
pretty much the entire cast was recruited after the show to provide most of the mo- most of the voices for the uh, 1989 Beetlejuice cartoon. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a big costume my pet monster used to frequent Toys R Us in their prime. Ah. Uh. All of the monsters in the extended My Pet universe have a weakness. Sunlight. Understandable. Relatable as fuck. The day star is pretty awful. Yeah. Uh, But not the morning star, because that's Satan. Big ups to Satan. (laughs) Big ups. Uh, There's an episode of My Pet Monster where he runs for class president. And honestly, he would be a better president than our actual president. He really would. I mean, at least, you know, he's not a racist piece of shit. And he's very upfront about the fact that he is, in fact, a, a monster. monster. Right. Yeah. Uh, there was a shoe that came out in 2012 by Adidas. Oh, I remember that. That people were qu- quick to call racist because of its plastic shackles. But mm-hmm. it was a very clear homage to My Pet Monster. Like, it, the guy even said, like, no, this is... This is like My Pet Monster, My Pet Monster. And with that, we close the Book of the Dead. Check back tomorrow for a brand new episode. Until next time, remember to shackle your monster, and remember you will always be a Toys R Us kid. Hey everyone, this is Kristen with Coffin Cast. Coffin Cast is a spooky little mix of true crime, weird death stories, and just creepy stuff in general. I try to shine a light on the darkest of all subjects, kind of get some humor to it, make it a little lighthearted, but that is not why I am here today. I am here to talk about the toy I most coveted as a child, probably more than I've ever coveted anything in my life. Some girls wanted the peaches and cream Barbie doll. Some girls wanted My Little Ponies. Some girls wanted She-Ra dolls or Gem dolls. I had all of those things, but my four-year-old heart was not satisfied. I wanted the My Pet Monster doll, more than anything in the world. I was a prissy little girl with pigtails who wore dresses all the time. But something about that fuzzy, wart-nosed, chained-up doll just made my heart flutter, and it was never meant to be. I never got the doll, sadly enough. But my mom did allow me to rent the videos. Every time we went to the video store, that's what I went for. I remember it vividly that, you know, if if there were no videos available, if they were all rented out, I would get really upset. Probably drove my mother crazy. But I just want to put this out there. My birthday is at the end of the month. So if anybody is feeling generous and wants to drop a couple hundred on a purple and blue furry monster for me on eBay. I really, really appreciate it. Thanks.